Welcome to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions, our weekly e-commerce, digital marketing, and technology podcast. Hello. This week, we'll talk about how SEO works. This was actually a topic that I wrote about exactly like 10 years ago uh, because I saw the search volume and a lot of people were typing, how does SEO work into Google? Because they didn't know what SEO meant or they didn't know how SEO works. SEO is search engine optimization. But what we'll do today, if you go to Google and if you type, how does SEO work? There are a lot of details, a lot, a lot of content. We're going to break it down. We're going to make it very simple for you for 2019 and 2020. If you want to be visible on Google search and Google search results pages, what do you have to do? So we talk about this a lot, Joe. What is the first thing? If I want to be visible on Google, let's actually talk about this. Mm -hmm. Why do I even want to be visible on Google? Why do I, why can't I just pay for this traffic? Well, I mean, obviously you're going to want to get organic traffic to your site. At the end of the day, that's what's going to deliver the highest return on investment if someone converts. Um, I don't need to worry about ad spend and bringing that into my actual costs to then analyze my margins. Bringing in organic traffic is what's going to always give you the highest return on your investment. And I say highest return on your investment because in order to achieve organic traffic, you're going to need to invest in a SEO or content marketing strategy. Usually we say this in a lot of nerdy terms. Let's okay. say it as basic, okay. as, basic possible as possible for business owners. Why would I, let's say $5,000 a month is my budget. budget. Mm-hmm. Why would I put that into SEO rather than putting into Google AdWords? If I put it into mm-hmm. Google AdWords, I could get the money back or I could get the traffic back tomorrow. But SEO, I have to spend that to see some returns in six months maybe. Why does that make sense? I think it's different based on the industry or the the you know, if you're an e-commerce business, for example, you have a product that's $10. You can't do Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. Your cost per click is going to be anywhere between 2 to $3, possibly. Cost of goods is going to be maybe 5 mm-hmm. So you're going to have a $3 profit margin. It doesn't make sense yep. from uh, certain business aspects and certain businesses. Um, so that's where SEO comes into play. That's when going back, I said, you're always going to get the highest return on your investment because if I am selling a $10 product, it doesn't make sense for me to advertise and spend two, $3 a click. Got it. So we have clients who get close to a million visitors on a monthly basis from Google, all different industries, of course. But then again, like Joe stated, it really depends on your industry, what product you're selling, uh, what your keyword universe looks like. So one of the first things that we like to do and we've been doing this for a few years now, instead of just jumping in and start creating content to rank, we actually take a step back and we look at the existing content and existing existing site structure, and we build a content hierarchy. A content hierarchy basically identifies what your audience is, what your services are, and attempts to merge the two elements together. So here's an example. If you type anything on Google right now, if you type a product, you're going to get, again, Google Shopping and, and a bunch of sites like Amazon, Wayfair, Walmart, et cetera, et cetera. But if you type a question, let's say you type a question such as, how do I increase my sales? Or how do I build a sales team? When you search for these things, you're going to have those questions on Google. Now, it's a part of Google search results. The reason for that is because people are looking for answers. And there is only 
one thing that the Google algorithm in 2019 cares about, and that's the intent of your search. So what we are saying is we build a content hierarchy to address the intent of that search. If you are selling, um, let's say if you're a restaurant and you sell shawarmas and you sell shawarmas in New York City, if you want to be visible on Google search results for shawarma New York City or shawarma Manhattan, then the different searches mean different intent. If I'm looking for pricing of shawarma, I'm probably more likely to buy it right away. Now, do you have online ordering? You know, can I get it with Uber Eats? What kind of shawarma I'm looking for? You have different types of shawarma. So it all depends on the intent of the search. That's why we're saying you have to build this content hierarchy. A content hierarchy basically looks like this. If you have your products, your services, who is going to buy your products and services? I'll give you an example from Optimum 7. We have an industries section. If you go to optum7.com forward slash industries, you'll see technology there, healthcare. You'll see education. higher education. The reason that we wrote this is because people go to Google and type SEO for colleges, SEO for universities, internet marketing for doctors, internet marketing for lawyers. I want to be visible for that search because those are my potential customers. Software development for healthcare companies. That's what the content hierarchy is. So before you go ahead and start doing SEO and start generating content, you got to think about your audience and where you really make money first. Once you get the content hierarchy, Joe, what's the next step? Creating the content. Start producing the content. Absolutely. Right? How do I know how long my content needs to be? The easiest way to figure that out is type in that keyword that you're trying to rank for. Look at the top three results on Google. Analyze their content. Do they have a thousand words? Do they have 2000 words? Do they have videos? Do they have infographics? Um, just Understand that if you want any chance at competing, you know, and landing on the first page, the content that you produce has to be at least 10% better than what's already there. Yeah. And obviously, the higher, the better. But again, the better you make the content, the more expensive it's going to cost you to produce. Yeah. So better content means more structured content, headers, organize it with bullet points, make it easy to understand. We always say make it idiot proof, right? Because you can't have your content be very difficult to understand. It has to be easy to understand. It has to be easy to read. But at the same time, no grammatical mistakes, no spelling mistakes, good English. Keywords need to be there. And and most people make the mistake there. You know, they write all these blog posts and all these articles, but they're not optimized. It's like how I made six digits, you know, revenue in, in 10 days. Nobody's searching for that. Target your content for what people are searching for. We have a process here that we call uh, an NTR, a niche topic research. We actually research topics and and article topics and blog topics that have high search volume and low competition. And that's what we go after. So let's say I write this content. Now, there are different types of content. We're just recapping fast here. You can write blog posts. You can write service pages. Your service pages, your structured service pages will always rank better than your blog posts. This has been happening in the past few years. As a matter of fact, in our service pages, for example, at the bottom, we put a frequently asked questions section. And we do that for Google to pick up those snippets for what people are asking for, right? Once I have the content, now let's say I wrote the content, I landed somewhere on page nine for a specific search term. What's the next step? Backlinks. 
backlinks. What what does that mean? Yeah. So essentially what a backlink is, is another site having a, a link on their site pointing back to yours. That's why would another traffic. site ever link to me, Joe? Well, I mean, there are multiple reasons why. Um, obviously, there are different ways to acquire backlinks. You can acquire backlinks naturally. Um, and what that would be is, for example, if you produce something, you know, a piece of content that was really good um, or really useful, really informative, um, that somebody might want to quote. What are the odds of that for a small business today? It is nearly impossible. Okay, so we're gonna we're not gonna bullshit on this video. Yeah. If you are not a medium sized or a large brand, nobody's gonna link yeah, your content. Or, no, if you're not Forbes, if you're not Inc., if you're not one of these that that have or Harvard or Yale actually having you know proven statistical data that somebody is gonna grab and put into their content and link back to it, it's very very difficult to acquire natural backlinks. Yeah. The reason for this is 10 years ago, this was possible. Up until maybe eight years ago, this was possible. Today, you need to go and get your own backlinks. You need to build relationships. And that's the most time-consuming thing that you have to do. And unfortunately, business owners or even internal marketing departments don't have the time for that anymore. You will not have time to do SEO in-house unless you have more than 50, 60 employees and unless you have an internal marketing department that consists of more than three people. The reason being is the following. Go, if, you want, if you're curious, if you want to hire an in-house SEO manager, SEO person, put an ad and let's see what you get. These people are working for really, really good agencies and there is not enough talent that knows how to do this. The reason being is what we did last year is not valid this year. And what we're doing today will not be valid next year. There are a lot of improvements. There are a lot of changes in this industry all the time. And the last thing I want to talk about before we end here is the integrated approach of this. It's not only writing content anymore. You have, we're talking about backlinks. You have social signals. If you're not sharing your content in social media, what stops you from getting a backlink from Twitter? DA 90 something website. What stops you from, you know, getting a backlink from Facebook, getting a backlink from a lot of different types of sites like, you know, I mean, YouTube doesn't link back to you. But it creates social signals if you have a video that has been watched 100,000 times. So it's all about these three things. It's not as difficult or complicated as people put it. The main concept is very easy. Content hierarchy, writing the content properly, editing the content and making it really, really good English and making it targeted for your audience, acquiring the backlinks and acquiring the brand mentions, right? If you're doing online PR, offline PR, you want those backlinks to your site, but this needs to be a strategy. And then the last part is you have to review and analyze on a daily, weekly basis. This is the most difficult part because you can't just write the content, push three backlinks and say, I'm done. Where did it land? How do you need to optimize it? What are the competitors doing? Right? So this is it. These four or five elements are is what how SEO works today and why people rank above other people. If you have a search term in mind, think about it and Google it right now. Look at the first guy, take the landing page or take the website that ranks organically, put it into Moz, which is one tool that shows you backlink authority, put it into SpyFu, which is another website that gives you the visibility of that keyword and analyze. That first page result might have, you know, 150 backlinks. And if your site that ranks on page 10 or page 20 has one backlink, you got to go out there and get 149 similar backlinks. Mm -hmm. How are you going to do that? Each backlink costs anywhere from $100 to $500.
You can't just go to people and say, link back to my site. So this is the difficult part about SEO. And people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars monthly on SEO because it is time consuming and it is difficult. Last thing, Joe, what do you say to those people who say, I'm not going to pay you guys $5,000, $6,000, $10,000, let's say $3,000, whatever that is. I'm going to go and I'm going to hire a marketing manager because a marketing manager can do more work for me. Yeah. What do you say? See you in six months. Yeah. We say see you in six months. The reason we say that is unless you have a genius in-house that understands all of these different elements, all of these different executions, we have checklists that have 120 items on them that need to be done. It is impossible, near impossible for you to get somebody like this, pay this person 40, 50, $60,000. He's going to handle everything for you, like social media shares and this and that. He or she is not going to be able to do that. It makes a lot more sense unless you know this yourself and you're really good at SEO. It doesn't make yeah. sense to hire somebody in-house because, again, a company like Optimum 7 or any other company, we're not saying do it with yeah. us. Do it with somebody that makes sense. You have project managers, you have QA engineers, you have copywriters. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. At the end of the day, essentially what you're saying is this particular company who goes out and seeks a marketing manager to handle their SEO, their SEM, their social is a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah. Right. So that is good if you're a top level manager that has a team to delegate to. So if you know a little bit about everything and you know you come from a background that you specialize in one particular but you know you went off and you kind of branched out and you learn each and every one of these somewhat you understand the overall strategy, you understand what needs to happen, but you don't necessarily understand how to execute it. Yeah. You know, so you need specialists for each and every one of these aspects when it comes to SEO yeah. and online marketing. So I think that's the biggest reason why you'd say, you know, you're, you're crazy if you think that, you know, one marketing manager can handle all of these. I it's have the perfect true. example of this. If you are a business owner who thinks that one marketing manager or one marketing person can come in and, and handle your entire marketing operation, that's like saying I have 50 employees. I spend 60, 70, 80,000 dollars a year on healthcare, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to hire an in-house doctor and all my employees are going to deal with this in-house stock. That's how dumb that idea is. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions. Do you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover? Or simply have a question about one of the topics we have previously covered? Send us an email to info at Optimum7.com or visit our website, www.Optimum7.com.